Welcome to Beyond the Bridge with psychic medium and animal communicator, Samantha Jones. We are glad you are here and hope you enjoy the next hour where Samantha and her guest will help connect you to the magic of the universe, as well as to your loved ones and pets, both here and beyond the bridge. And now, Samantha Jones. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. I am your host, Samantha Jones, and I am so glad that you are all here today. I hope that you all had a wonderful holiday and Happy New Year, of course, to everyone. 2023 is going to be a fabulous year. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope that you all are too. On last week's show, my guest was Janelle Andrus and her talking terrier, Bastion. I hope you enjoyed that episode and hearing about how people are teaching their animals to talk using pre-programmed buttons. It's very, very fascinating to me. If you haven't heard that episode yet, it's available along with all of the other episodes of Beyond the Bridge on all major podcast platforms. Next week, I'm excited to have a very special guest. My husband, Danny, will be on the show. He's going to be talking with us about his spiritual awakening and finding his purpose through that process. And of course, we'll be talking about our podcast, Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses, as well as our life together. And we're doing the episode next week because it's actually our sixth wedding anniversary. So very excited for that one. So you'll have to tune in next week. Uh, Today... I don't have a guest today. We are going to be talking about the magic of the universe, including things like reincarnation, synchronicity, manifestation, uh, of course, heaven and what it's like there. Uh, Next to animals, this is probably my favorite thing to talk about. What I did to prepare for this episode is I asked members of my Facebook reading group, as well as clients and friends on my personal Facebook page to ask any questions that they had about anything related to the universe. And I got lots and lots of questions. So there are so many, actually, that I split them up into human and animal questions. And the ones that I'm going to be answering today are going to be mostly human. And then the animal questions that I got, I'm going to take those and turn them into an episode of the other podcast, Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. So keep an eye out for that one. Also in the second and the third parts of the show, after the breaks, I will be taking callers and answering any questions that you may have, as well as doing your readings. So you have that number for later. It's 888-346-9141. Before we get into this episode, I would like to throw out a disclaimer, and that, of course, is that everything that I'm going to talk about today is my opinion. I am a spiritualist and I believe certain things about how this universe works. And through my spiritual awakening and my connection to the other side, I have been taught a lot. Of course, there's always a possibility of things being misinterpreted. So I like to always say none of this is a fact. This is my opinion um, that goes you know, along with my beliefs. So let's get started because we got a lot of questions to get to today. So I'd like to start with some of the questions about heaven and what goes on there. If you remember a few weeks ago, I had Charissa Bloomberg on my show. Uh, She was the dolphin therapist. And so she asked a few questions. I thought these were great. She asked, I want to know more about heaven and what it's like to die. What What do souls do there? I know they have lessons, but what else? So let's start with that. So first, let's just back up a little bit to what happens when we pass away. So my belief is that we all go to the same place. I am not a believer in 
hell and purgatory. I, I truly believe that where we are right now here on earth, that this is the worst that it gets. So when we die and we go to heaven, we go to this, it's an amazing place. But something I think that we don't look at so much is what is it? Where is it? Uh, it is actually another dimension. So I actually have a question a, a little bit later that pertains to this as well, as far as where is heaven? But heaven is just another dimension. It's basically like walking through a door. When you pass away, you just walk through that door into this other dimension. And there's a lot that goes on in that dimension. But my belief is that when we first pass away, we are immediately reunited with our loved ones on the other side. People that have passed away before us, friends, family, all kinds of people. And then I believe that we go through a life review. And there's a lot of different things that can happen in this life review. But I really, truly believe that we can experience the things that we have that we went through in this life. We can actually feel them happening again. Kind of like, I don't, I don't know, the movie Scrooge isn't the best one, The Christmas Carol, but it's, it's similar to that. It's like looking at your life from the outside, looking at it as like, this is what happened. This is what I did. And what did I learn from this? And so I think that when we first pass, that that's something that we do there. Um, after that, I really feel like it, the, the possibilities are endless. My mom talks often about seeing places that she didn't get to see when she was alive. So I believe that we travel to lots of different places. One of the things that I think we do there the most is we learn and we help people here on this side. So for example, if we did something in our lives, like let's just take somebody that maybe committed suicide. Okay. And their family is having a really hard time with that they committed suicide. And maybe even somebody else in the family is considering such a thing as well. Well, this person that passed away, a part of their what they might consider to be their job over there is helping that family member to not make the same mistake that they did. I feel like in my life, especially over the last 10 years, one of the things that my mother has really tried to do is to not allow me to go down the same path that she went down. And things have constantly been put in my way to make sure that that, that didn't happen, that I didn't go the same way as her. So I think that our loved ones, that they spend a lot of time over there working with us, that they send us signs. Um, and we'll get into more and more about that later. But yes, they also do we also do have lessons when we go there. It's things, you know, that we have to learn. And so I also feel like we learn. We go there and we we learn as much as we want to, however we want to do that, whether that's, um, the, if you are familiar at all with Dolores Cannon, she's wonderful on this subject. Uh, she talks a lot about the different schools over there and how we can learn a lot in these schools. And of course, they're not physical. This is this is more of a, what's the word I'm looking for here? It's not a physical place. It, it's a it's a mental state type of place. So you the and the possibilities are absolutely endless. So I know a lot of times when we think, especially as kids, I remember thinking a lot. Oh, heaven is just this place where I sit on a cloud all day and I don't really do anything. And for whatever reason, I'm perfectly okay with that. But I don't believe that. I believe we're working there. That we're working to learn so that we can come back for our next life. That we're helping our loved ones. Like I said, there are so many, so many things that we do over there. I could go on all day talking about that. But let's get on to a couple more of these questions. Charissa had also asked, how do they communicate without bodies and mouths? Is it by telepathy? And 
This is a really good question. And it absolutely is by telepathy. So this is not, like I said, it's not a physical place. It's um, a place where our soul goes. And so our soul is energy. And so this is definitely one thing that has always kind of confused me is what do we see and how do we see that? Because we don't have physical eyes, but I know that they see. So something about that energy that does allow us to still perceive the physical sight so that we see what's going on here. Um, but I, and, and hearing because they can hear what's going on here as well. So all of those things are encompassed without the physical body. But as far as how they communicate, yes, it's absolutely telepathic communication. We really can do that as humans. It's just that we've kind of forgotten. It's like something that, you know, years and years and years, many years ago, I truly believe that a lot of civilizations used it, maybe even the ancient Egyptians. Um, but we don't use it so much anymore. Most Mostly because we're taught that that's not really a thing What you know, telepathy, what's that? Um, but it is a thing. And that's how I communicate with animals on the other side and with spirits on the other side is by using their language of telepathy. So absolutely, that is how they, they speak on the other side. Moving on to the next question. This one is from Tony. He said, I wonder where people go when they die. People think that they are looking down on us from heaven. And when the Bible and when the Bible all clearly states when Jesus comes back, then they will decide who goes to heaven. Of course, one religion has purgatory. Not sure what it is. So, again, like I had mentioned, Tony, I I don't believe that there is this place called purgatory. And I don't believe that there is a hell as well. I think it's just this one place. Now, the difference is that I believe that there are different levels of heaven. There are different levels of this other dimension. So when we pass away, a lot of times I do believe that that some of the souls go to the astral plane. The astral plane is maybe what you might consider to be purgatory, but it's not a it's not like a bad place. It's where maybe somebody would go if say they they died tragically like they were hit by a car or or something like that something really quickly happened to them and they're shocked this is the place where they might stay for a little while while their guides kind of convince them come on it's time to go because not everybody when they die wants to go not everybody understands that it's okay to leave those things behind that this is the way that it's supposed to be so sometimes there's you know people that might put up a little bit of a fight and they stay there and their spirit guides stay there with them until they decide to move on to the other side. How long this takes, you know, time is kind of an illusion. It's not really a real thing. So it's hard to say, but I don't think it takes very long. I think that, you know, for the most part, maybe in, in our time, maybe a couple of days. So when you think about somebody that passed away and you think about, you know, they've been gone 10, 20 years are they still in this place? No, they're not. They're absolutely not. No matter how they passed or anything like that, I do not believe that a spirit gets stuck in a certain place like the astral plane. So looking at what heaven is, and going back to Tony's question of looking down, I even say this still sometimes, and I'll look up and like be like, you know, universe, come on, or whatever. I'll talk to to the universe by looking up like heaven's actually above me, but it's not. It's not above me. It's here. It's right here. Like I said, it's just another dimension. They see everything that goes on here. They can be involved in everything that goes on here. 
but they also have this other dimension that they can go to where anything is a possibility. I know that a lot of times it's hard for us to really grasp and accept that there is a lot going on that we don't know about. A lot that we've never been told, a, a lot that, you know, we might go our whole lives without even looking at. But I I really want, I look at it as like, there. it's not a cloud. It's not a cloud that we sit on and do nothing all day. So we have to get that thought out of our mind. And the thought too, that that it's a bad place, that there's anything about it that's bad. Because all of those human emotions that we have here, those, the negative ones, the the greed, the anger, they all stay here. That's nothing that we take with us when we go there. It's a completely beautiful, peaceful place. Okay, let's go on to the next question. This one is from Beth. She says, since I found spirituality in September of 2022, I've noticed that reincarnation is a common theme. What has plagued me is wondering what loved ones really are to us, considering they are somebody else to us in other lives. Mostly, I'm just gutted that my dad that passed that that special relationship doesn't actually exist. And why would they visit us after they pass, considering the next life or previous life, they may have been a stranger, an enemy, or a lizard or something? I love this. Um, Okay, so let me see where I'm going to start with this. So our loved ones, okay, I'm going to take my mom because she's passed away. I'll take my mom and my grandma. In this life, Linda was my mom. And Kitty was my maternal grandmother. That does not mean that in the last life, they were nothing to me. They are most likely my sole family. These are people that I have probably lived multiple, multiple lives with. And that is what I believe happens when um, we have this kind of re- reincarnation, okay, is that our loved ones will play different roles, but they usually stay with us. So their sole family. And the soul family would be that. It would be just that, your your family, whether it's blood or not. It doesn't matter. I truly consider my husband to be my soul family. I believe that we have lived many lives together. Um, yes, one of these people could be an enemy in one of your lives. But if they are, if they are somebody that has hurt you, there's a reason. There's You make a soul contract with these people. So, for example, when um, my mother and my grandmother and I decided that we were going to live this particular life together, there were things that we knew that we needed to learn together, the three of us. Um, And between them and, you know, individually between me and them, there were lessons. And so it's kind of our goal while we're here to learn those lessons and experience those things with our soul family. So we're constantly, constantly learning with them. Just because, Beth, your father was your father in this life, but most likely was not your father in a previous life, that doesn't make this relationship in this life that you've just had any less special. Because you two did play a huge role in each other's lives in this life and in previous ones, whatever those relationships were. So I really try when I think about this myself, when I think about like, you know, what's it going to be like when I get to the other side and I see my mother for the first time, but she's also been other things in in other lives. What's that going to be like? Well, 
I really believe that we deal with this life first, that we we go over what we did, you know, that whole life review that I was talking about. But then I do believe that we see the other um, people, the other roles that these loved ones have played in our lives, and it all makes more and more sense. But what I try to do is I try to not focus on my past lives. I try to focus on just this life, just what I was supposed to learn with my mother and my grandmother while they were alive. Did I learn those things? If not, then I try and learn them other ways, you know, with other people or or through other things. My grandmother and my mother and, and everybody else that I've lost is just as special to me, whether we were just going to have this one life together or many, many lives together. So try not to look at it as, as that, as that, you know, you might not see him again in another life because he will be one of the first people that greets you when you get there from this life. And then most likely after some time, you two will start making your arrangements on what your next life is going to be like. Will you be married in the next life? Will he be your child in the next life? It could be anything. Or, you know, like you said, he could be a stranger. He could be that person that just pops in for a year of your life to teach you a lesson or two and to work together. And then you never see each other again. It's very, very possible. But every single one of these relationships that we have are really important to our soul's growth. And we'll get more into that. We're going to take a break here in a minute, but we'll get more into that, into your soul's growth and and more into soul families and that kind of thing when we come back. Um, I love these questions. I'm loving enjoying them so far. I hope that you guys are too. We're going to take a a brief break right now. When we come back, if you would like to call in with any questions or readings, you're more than welcome to, um, or I'll just continue on with these questions. There are definitely a lot here. So stay tuned, everyone. We will be right back after this quick break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Become a member of VoiceAmerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Have you ever suffered grief from the loss of a loved one or pet? Do you ask yourself questions like where did they go and what are they doing? Do you have guilt for things left unsaid or feel the need for answers about the loss you never received? Join Samantha Jones, psychic medium and animal communicator, every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, where her and her guest will discuss all things beyond the bridge. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com 
Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests, or would you like a reading? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with me, Samantha Jones. And we have a caller waiting. This is Crystal from Vermont. Hi, Crystal. How are you today? Hi, Samantha. Thank you for taking my call. Um, Absolutely. Happy to have you. Yeah. Yes. um, So uh, can you hear me okay? I can hear you great. Yes. Okay. Okay. So I am basically calling in because I had a very, very recent loss. Um, in uh, On Saturday, I lost a guinea pig of mine that um, he had undergone an abscess removal surgery, and uh, it did not... Uh, the surgery itself seemed to go okay, but unfortunately, um, his recovery was not so well. And I kind of still am really having a hard time with it because uh, for the first month of uh, before he had surgery, we weren't entirely sure what was causing him to have a loss of appetite. So I was syringe feeding him. I was taking him to the vet, giving him medication, and I tried everything I could to figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he passed in my arms on Saturday. And... I guess um, I just really kind of want to know, is he okay? Is he with anybody else on the other side? Um, You helped me with a previous guinea pig of mine, but Gruy, just a couple months previous. And I was just hoping you could kind of help me figure out what to do to kind of move on here. And um, he also has a brother who is kind of mourning his passing as well. So I don't know what I can do to help him. Sure. I'm so sorry for your loss. That's just awful. Thank you. Um, The guinea pig that passed away, what's his name? His name was Crowley, C-R-O-W-L-E-Y. And the one that's that's still alive? Uh, His name is Alistair. He's uh, kind of brown and white and black and... Crowley himself is a black and white guinea pig. They're both boys, okay. um, twins, and they're three years old. Oh, uh, that's that's pretty young. Yeah, you know that that's one thing about yeah, these pocket young. pets. Yeah, with with the pocket pets like this, it's it's hard, and not just because they don't live very long lives, but also mm-hmm. because it's hard to find a vet that really knows a lot about them. And so a lot of times it's yeah. you know hard to diagnose, hard to figure out what's going on. Um, but let me connect to yeah. Crowley and see what I can find out for you to give you some peace. Uh, first, okay. I, I want to say that this is really fresh. This is this mm-hmm. last Saturday, correct? Fresh. Yeah. yeah. It's not so, even a week. Yeah. So it takes time. Um, everything that you're feeling is normal. It's it's okay mm-hmm. to feel all of those those things about your grief. The 
the guilt, mm-hmm. the um, the bargaining, reasoning, the the denial, everything that you're feeling right now is totally normal. And so just be gentle on yourself while you're going through this process. It it will okay. get better. It always does. It just takes a little bit of time. Um, okay, I hope so. Absolutely, absolutely. So, and what I'm feeling from from Crowley here is that okay, there was a lot going on inside of his body. So this. Mm-hmm. One of the things that you were trying to fix was an abscess, you said? Yeah. Yeah, there okay. were two that had been okay. freshly removed. Okay. So I don't know, you know, what the vet all did and everything, but there's a few things that I'm picking up here inside of his body. One of them is an infection. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, mm-hmm. did they have him on antibiotics? Because if they did, it was not the correct antibiotic. Yeah. So okay. um, the first month that we were trying to treat something, they were, were treating for an upper respiratory infection. And so he was put on an antibiotic and he didn't really, um, I mean, obviously, because it wasn't the right thing. It was, it was yeah. not treating the proper uh, issue. So yeah. yeah, we, I spent days giving him an antibiotic for that. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It really, um, the infection, I don't even know what this is. I'm not really familiar with the different diseases that guinea pigs get, but it definitely wasn't treatable by the antibiotic that they were giving. One of the reasons mm-hmm. that this happened was because it was his time to pass. And that's why nothing that was mm-hmm. being done was helping. Because when it does come time and there's there's nothing we can do, no matter how much we try mm-hmm. to treat a situation, it's like the universe has this control over it almost. And I hate to put it this way, but it's almost like the universe is in the voice of that or in the head of that veterinarian. Give this antibiotic. OK, mm-hmm. because it's not going to work and, and the animal's still going to pass away. But that's how this was supposed to go. Um, for whatever reason, it was just his time and he's okay with that. And he's actually, I hear the little guinea pig squeak that he's doing and I see him kind Mm -hmm. of hopping around in the grass on the other side and he's kind of munching on the grass a little bit and just enjoying himself. And I also see Mm -hmm. him. So this, this one is black and white, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There's, there's an all black guinea pig that I see him with on the other side. Um, not sure how that's related to him. (laughs) Do you know the black guinea pig? Uh, I've had a few that have passed because I've had guinea pigs for like five years. I kind of do guinea pig rescue. Um, and I've had a lot of guinea pigs, including a a skinny pig that I just lost, which was primarily black this year. Okay. So Um, that's probably, that's probably this one that he's presenting with. (laughs) So he wants you to know that he has friends and he's doing great and he doesn't hold you responsible for anything. He wants you to know he did not suffer uh, it just was kind of how things went and, and he's so sorry, but okay. he wants you to know that he is still around you all the time. And okay. I, I want to talk to Alistair real quick. So I'm going to connect to him and just let him know mm-hmm. what happened so that he okay. can deal with the loss a little bit better. I'd appreciate that. I don't feel yeah. like there was any, um, that he really got, cause I feel like he's still kind of looking for him. Yes, I definitely feel that. I can feel that in him that he doesn't know what happened, that he's waiting for him to come home. I feel like he knew that he was sick, but, you know, didn't understand, of course, where this was going. So I let him know that his brother has passed on, but he's still very much around him if he feels him, because sometimes they will and then they get even more confused. But I'm really hoping (laughs) that telling him this will give him 
some peace and that you'll see a change in him probably almost immediately you'll start to see a change because they once you tell them what's going on they stop worrying and then Mm -hmm. it seems to get better from there so I really hope that that's how this goes with Alistair okay thank you so much you are very welcome thank you so much for calling in today okay have a great day (laughs) bye Bye. you too bye thanks Okay, awesome. That was that was great. So let's get on to another question here. And again, if anybody else would like to call the show numbers 888-346-9141. And I'm happy to answer any questions that you have or do a reading for you. Okay, so let's go on to, you know what, I'm going to answer this. We were talking about reincarnation. So I want to back up and just talk about this for a second. Rachel asked, do people really reincarnate? If so, does that mean they stop visiting? So a a person, an animal, they can reincarnate whenever they want to. But what I find is that most people do not reincarnate until like, like my mom, my grandma, I do not believe that they will reincarnate until I pass away and we can make all of our new plans together or make our, our new soul contracts and that kind of thing. But they could, they could, they, they could reincarnate early if they wanted to. What I find is that with people that die younger, they usually want to reincarnate faster. Um, Animals that have passed away young, it's usually pretty quick. They are usually, when an animal dies young, they're usually here for a reason. And so they pass and then they're ready to come right back. It's not like they need the rest on the other side because a lot of times it's like, you know, after a long life, you want to rest a little bit from it. So most older animals will do that, but they never stop visiting. They always continue to visit. And you know what? Even when we do reincarnate, there's a piece of our soul that stays there in heaven. That's our higher self. So our higher self can always communicate with us, with um, our loved ones and all that. So so don't worry about the fact that they stop visiting because they, they don't. They definitely do not. Okay, let's see. This next question is from Sarah. Sarah asked, since my brother died a few years ago, I noticed the number 48 constantly. That was his football number back in high school. Is he trying to tell me something? This is a subject that I love. This is called synchronicity. And um, angel numbers, this is how they give us signs. So his number being 48, he knows that you'll recognize that because he used that as a lucky number. That was his high school number. So he knows that when you see 48, that that will remind you of him. Now, why does he do this? Is he doing this to, you know, tell you something in particular? Is he tell, trying to tell you that he's around or or what is it? Well, I really believe that each situation is different. So, for example, this happens to me all day, every day. I could write a book just based on the synchronicities that I see. So synchronicities isn't just that one number that you see. It's it's like multiple things, okay? So I have multiple numbers um, with my, my spirit guides, my soul family, ways that they can communicate with me. Those numbers are 11, 13, 22, 24. 26 and 28. And the reason for that is because they are all different people's birthdays, death days. And then that way I know when they're trying to talk to me who it is. So yesterday I left the house and I took a different route than I normally take. I never take this route. 
if I wouldn't have taken this route, I wouldn't have seen the synchronicities that I did. What happened was the very first thing I saw was a green thumb gardening truck. And my grandparents used to own a chain of nurseries called Green Thumb. So every time I see the green thumb truck in our neighborhood, it makes me think of my grandparents. Right after I saw that, a car just like mine made a U-turn in front of me. And the last three digits of the license plate were 928 which is my grandmother's birthday. And then I went to get some tea. This was right all within five minutes of each other. I went to get tea and I'm in the drive-thru waiting for the tea. And the guy in front of me has a license plate that says G-Paw for grandpa. Those things together are called synchronicity. That was my grandmother or my grandfather or both of them communicating with me, trying to maybe tell me something, trying to say hello Um, trying to let me know things are going to be okay, whatever it might be. A lot of times I will ask when I leave the house, because I do see most of these things in the car, I will ask, you know, uh, show me something if this is the way this is going to go, or if I don't need to worry about this or whatever it is that I might be struggling with on that day. Um, So that's what they do. They show you these things. My mother does this every single day with music, with numbers, her name, I see her name everywhere. So these things that you see that your loved ones are sending you, please don't look look at them as that they are something bad. A lot of people think that this is like, oh, something bad's going to happen and they're trying to warn me about that. No, not at all. Um, For the most part, they're just letting you know that they're around or they're answering those questions that you've asked. They're showing you the signs that you've asked for, but they don't you, I mean, they, if they need to warn you about something, of course they absolutely will. But this is not necessarily the way that I find that they do that. Um, if I have a very extensive synchronicity language with my loved ones and guides on the other side. So you can really build this to be anything and to ask anything and to get the answers that you need through this. So um, on the podcast that I have with my husband, we have done this subject synchronicity few times. So that podcast is called Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. So if you go and look at the, the episodes there, number six, number 100 and number 137, those are all about synchronicity. Number Uh, 100 is angel numbers, and 137 is learning the language of the universe. So that actually teaches you kind of how to put these things together, like what I was talking about. Um, We also were talking about reincarnation a little bit ago. So I want to tell you that for the podcast, there's also episodes for that, episode 16 and 150. Those will help answer maybe more questions that you have about reincarnation. Um, and synchronicity. The the synchronicity is something that I started noticing almost immediately after my mother died. I noticed the number 13, that was the day that she passed away. Um, the songs that she would send me, like I said, her name is, is pretty much everywhere. Don't discount these things as being signs from your loved ones, because if you think about it, how else are they supposed to communicate with us? They have to find these creative ways to communicate with us, especially people that don't have their psychic abilities open. And even for me, like these synchronicities are very important for me because they help me to know a lot of answers to questions that I have. Because even if I like, like, let's say I ask my mom a question and I get an answer back, 
I might second guess that que- that answer to that question because it's my own life. And I might be like, well, maybe I, you know, I heard it wrong or whatever. So asking for synchronicities is a great way of them being able to show you in other ways that there, here's an answer for your question. All of these signs, it's the best way that they know how to communicate with us. They will do all kinds of things, not just, you know, the music and the numbers and all that. They, um, I go through, through my Facebook feed or Instagram and will see messages like that people post that are exactly what I need to hear that day. That's from the universe. That's how they can communicate with us and let us know, hey, Stop worrying about all of this stuff because it's all going to be okay. They have to be able to communicate with us somehow. And if we open ourselves up to it more and more, they give us more and more. Like when I first started, it was really just the number 13. And now I have all those numbers that I was talking about. I probably have a hundred songs that go for different people in my life that help me know who the universe is talking about. So the the possibilities are endless when it comes to the signs and the synchronicities. So like I said, you might want to go back and listen to a few of those um, spiritual philosophy chatter episodes about the synchronicities to learn more about it. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I will answer more of these amazing questions that I have. Uh, We're going to talk about manifestation a little bit uh, about trying to have too much control of the universe and, and how to relinquish that. Uh, and of course, I'll take your your calls if you would like to call in 888-346-9141. So stay tuned, everyone. We will be right back after this short break. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Where can you listen to some of the world's top life coaches ready to dish out success tips and entrepreneurial guidance? The Voice America Empowerment Channel will do just that. Whether it's personal growth, building a better business, or inspirational life stories, make it a daily habit to tune into our programs. From weight loss and personal branding to law of attraction and increased happiness, you'll find it every day at VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. Life can be confusing at times. There can be uncertainty, disappointment, and an inability to clearly see where you're headed. But it doesn't have to be this way at all if you understand how to take the next step in your life. Tune in to Living the Miracle with your hosts, Michael and Raphael Tamora. We'll help you to find the deeper meaning that awaits you in your life, have certainty in yourself, and learn to be clairvoyant. Listen Wednesdays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Empowerment. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Welcome back to Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones. Have a question for Samantha or her guests, or would you like a reading? 
Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now, back to the show with Samantha. Welcome back, everybody. I hope that you are enjoying today's show. I am greatly enjoying answering all of your questions. There are so many of these, and thank you so much for everyone that submitted the questions. I won't get to all of these today, but I will get to all of these questions. Like I said, the animal ones, I will most likely take and do those on Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses as a full episode. And any of these um, other ones, these human ones that I didn't get to today, we answer two questions at the beginning of every episode of that podcast, and I'll take these and use those for that as well. So don't worry. All of your questions will absolutely get answered. They are all wonderful questions. Uh, let's talk a little bit about spiritual awakening, because really, I think that's where a lot of this starts for a lot of us is, you know, maybe you've started going through a spiritual awakening, or maybe you've been going through one for a long time. I truly believe that it never ends, that this is a process of us awakening. It's the enlightenment process. And and I don't know how many of us actually complete this whole enlightenment process. Uh, but the spiritual awakening is a huge part of it. So let's answer this question from Vanessa. She says, I know it is said that when you have a spiritual awakening and fully go through the process, you can hit rock bottom. Sometimes your life has to get worse before it can get better. As much as I want to grow and evolve, I am terrified of this. I've had many difficult and painful times in my life that a part of me is a little terrified to surrender because I don't want it to get worse. I know the end result of the process will be absolutely amazing, and I know I would be utterly happy, but my fear is getting the best of me. People say trust the process, but it's definitely easier said than done. What would your advice be to someone who has fear of the process? That's a great question. And, you know, when I, when my husband and I, when we started going through our spiritual awakenings, it's been almost five years now, there was really nobody to tell us what was about to happen. We had no idea. I didn't even know what a spiritual awakening was. I just randomly heard it a couple of days after it started that that's what was going on and that I should start, um, you know, researching it and finding out more about a spiritual awakening. What happens in this process, the spiritual awakening process at the beginning is that you usually are questioning all of the things that you've learned in your life. If you've had religion, you're questioning all of the things. Is there a hell? Um, you know, the, the other things we've talked about, where is heaven? What's this all about? Um, who's there? You start asking all of these questions. And once you start kind of breaking down the the wall here i guess that we you know we put up um with everything else once you start bringing that down it can be scary you start to really see life for what it is and i'll tell you that 5 years ago i had i had no idea i had no clue that what's actually going on is what's going on and how amazing it is so yes the spiritual awakening process now being 5 years in i can say was the best thing that I've done. I, I'm so glad that it happened. So glad that I went through it, but it was scary. For the first probably year, um, I think I cried. 
I think I cried a lot, maybe every day. And it wasn't necessarily that I was sad or depressed. It was just that everything was changing. I was going through this major change. I wanted to be this person. I realized that we're put here for so many reasons and I never even thought about them. Like we're put here to be good people, to help others. We're not put here to try and make this about us. And once I started realizing that I wanted to be this person and I couldn't be the person overnight, I had to grow into her. I had to learn about um, the spirit world and, and everything that was going on. So it was a process and it took time. And I, I don't know that I would say it was necessarily hitting rock bottom. I've been through a lot of things in my life that have been far worse than that. It's just about your your outlook changing and seeing everything that's going on around you a little bit differently than what you did before. And that can be very scary because you're changing, you know, everything that you know. Um, don't be afraid though, Vanessa. Trust me. Uh take take the dive here. Give it a chance. See what this universe has to offer you because once you do come through it on the other side, once you're past that that growth and you know, evolving through the first few steps, uh, it really does feel wonderful. There's that dark night of the soul that they talk about. And that is definitely something maybe to look up. Uh, that is where you go through that phase of, oh my gosh, I've been lied to my whole life. And you do start to get a little bit maybe depressed or whatnot, but it doesn't last long. And it's still a beautiful part of the process because there's so much that comes out from the other side. So Try not to worry too much about that. Let yourself go through the spiritual awakening. It, it is definitely way, way, way worth it. Absolutely. Um, I have another question here. This is from Kylie. And this kind of goes along with the spiritual awakening to me a little bit, because this is one thing about myself that really changed after I realized what was going on. She asked, are some people destined to struggle? Is it because they're making up for mistakes? Okay. We are all destined to struggle. Say that again. Every single one of you listening right now is destined to struggle at some point in your life. You cannot tell me that you never have and you will again. That is how life goes. If life was all positive and there was never any lessons to learn or anything, that would just be like being in heaven. That's where we're trying to get. We're trying to get to that point where we, you know, we see all of this and, and, and it's, you know, it doesn't look like it's such a struggle. Um, before my spiritual awakening, everything that I went through that I felt was unfair, I would throw a big fit about, you know, uh, why am I going through this? This isn't fair. You know, well, maybe not everything, but a lot of things. Now I look at things very differently. I see that I'm not going to get out of this without more struggles. I'm not going to learn about myself until I have more struggles. December, I think I mentioned this to you guys last week. December was one of the hardest months I've had in a long time. Um, our house, we had a, a pipe that burst and flooded our living room. Our daughter was in an accident where she totaled her car. And my husband and I both came down with COVID over Christmas. It's seemed like everything was happening at once. And the, if I would have experienced this five, 10 years ago, I would have handled it completely different. 
I would have been so angry about all of the things that happened to the house and the process, how long it's taken to get it back together. But this spiritual awakening and learning that you can't avoid these things in your life and the better that you deal with them, the better your life's going to be has completely changed the way that I've looked at this. None of that was fun. None of that was a good time. I don't want to go through any of that ever again. But I will say that I learned a lot. I learned that I'm strong and that I can get through things that I maybe didn't think that I could get through and that those things will eventually end. They eventually the house will be back together, you know, and the COVID goes away and all of that. Things start to go back to the way that they were before and normalize. So instead now of living in that time where I feel like, oh, I can't believe this is happening to me. I look at it as, well, this is what's happening to me right now. And there's probably nothing I can do about it. And so I might as well just deal with it and I might as well handle it as best I can. We're supposed to handle things in a way where we don't take our problems out on other people, where we're not angry, where we're, you know, we just understand this is a part of life. And of course, there's going to be things like tragedies where we're not going to understand. We're just not. But there's no avoiding these things. So if we can just remember that when these things happen to us, it's common. Everybody else goes through struggles as well. And this is just the time that we're in right now. And it's going to get better and change. It always does. That's the best advice that I can give is just to understand that and that the universe will work with you more if you are a more patient, peaceful, kind, loving person. If you don't take your problems out on other people. I really felt like through everything that I just went through, I didn't want to harden at all. I didn't want to be upset or take the issues out on anybody else. You know, we we rent this house and um, it was really hard with our landlord because I'm like in the middle of them and everybody that's coming to fix the house. And I was so frustrated. And of course, I just want to scream. But I thought, you know what? She's having just as hard of a time as I am because she's not here and she can't see what's going on and she's trying to help. We have to look at things from another angle as well about the other people that are involved in our lives so that we can see that they're not the enemy, that everybody goes through their own struggles and we're all really in this together and we're supposed to work together. So when it comes to these struggles, really the best that we can do is just is just try and deal with them the best that we can. Try and be the best us that we can be. So I I got so many of these and there's so many good questions left. Okay, so I'm going to answer this. We only have a few minutes left. I'm going to answer this uh, one from Rachel. She says, how does one find out what their purpose in life is? You know, I, I always thought that like we had to figure out what our purpose was when we were younger. Like if you don't know what your purpose is by 20, 25, well, you're never going to figure it out. No, that's not the case at all. I really believe that our life kind of evolves to help us get on the path to living our purpose. So for example, I have always worked with animals. I love animals. I worked in pet stores and animal hospitals. I was a pet sitter for 20 years. I worked in doggy daycares, you name it. All of those things that I did, um, and it was like 20 years that I did that work, maybe even a little bit more, was getting me prepared for what I do now 
for my purpose, for being an animal communicator and a psychic medium, because I have learned so much about animals and so much about, you know, their, their nature and, and, and all of that through working with them and talking with them, that it makes this job easier. So I think that we find out our purpose in life at the time that we are supposed to find out about it, whether that's 20, 40, it might even be 60. I feel like it has a lot to do with what we're passionate about. Um, My husband, he's an amazing artist and musician, and he didn't believe in himself. He didn't believe that he was a good enough artist to, you know, do this as a profession, but he's taken that risk. He's taken that chance because that's his purpose. And that's another thing that we have to do is take those risks. If we feel like this job that we're in is a dead end job and it's not what I want to do, then find what you want to do. Find what's more into, you know, what you're feeling because like me, you might not realize what your purpose is, but you might be put on that path or you will be put on that path if you listen of what it is that you're supposed to be doing and it will at some time in your life make sense. Don't ever give up that search for finding your purpose. We all have it. Um, There's a reason why each one of us is here. We are here to contribute something to society, whether it's myself, like myself being a medium and animal communicator, or like my husband, who's an artist and a musician, my sister, she's a dog groomer and learning to be an animal communicator. All of those things, we, we just evolve into what we're supposed to be doing. So just go with it, I guess, is is what I'm trying to say. Just let life take you where it's supposed to. Don't put the roadblocks up yourself. That's a big thing is if you feel like, you know, oh, I can't do this. There's no way I can do this. Don't put those roadblocks up for yourself. Let the universe guide you and take you where it's supposed to. Oh my gosh, you guys, I could go on and on and on with all of this and all of these questions. And I love these so much. Uh, Like I said at the beginning, this is my favorite thing to talk about. I love opening people's eyes up to what's going on in the universe. That's why this show is on the Empowerment Channel, because I I can help people maybe to feel empowered, to start that spiritual awakening, to learn that they, you know, they too will struggle in life, but that's okay. All of these things that we've talked about today are so important. And I thank you all for the questions and allowing me to answer them for you today. And like I said, if I didn't get to your question, it will be answered in a future episode, um, most likely on my other podcast, Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. So that is, that's all I have for you today then, my friends. Uh, if you would like to find me, you can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. You can set an appointment there. You can find the other podcast. I have a blog, blah, blah, blah. There's so much that you can find there. So visit samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. And uh, next week, like I said, I will have my husband, Danny, on the show, and we will be talking about some of the things like we've talked about today. So I hope until then that you all have a wonderful week. Thank you so much for being here and peace and love to you all. Bye, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Beyond the Bridge. We hope you will join Samantha and next week's guest for more eye-opening ways to connect to the universe. Until next week, peace and love.